I promised um, in previous videos that I was going to uh, make some videos regarding the um, equity, diversity, and inclusivity training that uh, teachers are receiving uh, all over the country. Some of us would call that CRT training. Uh, they don't call it that, they call it EDI. Um, but before I do that, I wanted to talk about something that um, came up in a conversation um, this morning with a fellow home educator. And I write about it in uh, my book, one of my books, um, my little fun books that are not, uh, they were really just kind of spilling my brains. Um, anyway, um, and it's something that I call the tipping point. <clears throat> In this conversation I was having with um, this this good friend of mine, actually she's my my daughter's mother-in-law, and she works with uh, the older kids uh, a couple of days a week, and um, she is also a uh, interest-based um, educator that has um, many many years of experience. I I should uh, interview her uh, for my channel here actually. Um, so anyway, she's a, it, part of a system and a methodology called uh, Thomas Jefferson Education um, way of educating uh, children, encouraging them to educate themselves, shall we say. In any case, we were talking about um, how important it is to allow children to have room to grow, to have um, room to explore and to become interested in something before we try to make them do it. And here, here's what happens in the public school system and with most, and, and, and a lot of times in home education as well, homeschooling, which, which is different than home education, is that, uh, you know, we as uh, parents or teachers decide what we think our child should know. We go at it from the outside in sort of a paradigm that we as parents or teachers knowing better and having more experience in life and having hopefully gained some knowledge and wisdom along the way, kind of sit back and we say, um, there are certain things that kids need to know in order to be successful in life. I mean, they have to learn to read. They need to do at least basic math so they can keep a checkbook and they understand uh, the, the work, um, you know, money relationship, how much work you have to put in to earn a, uh, earn a dollar um, and, you know, how to save. You, you need to know uh, certain things about our history and our culture, our constitution, um, and some educators and parents don't think that kids need to know that, but I'm just going off of my own orientation. Uh, kids need to know how to spell. They need to know how to write or type. They need to know, um, you know, there's, there's a variety of things that we as parents and teachers decide and curriculum writers and um, educational uh, elitists and um, the powers that be out there in education uh, make these decisions about what a child needs, they believe a child needs to know anymore. Um, <clears throat> and I was just uh, talking, we were talking about this this morning. Um, as I continue to research and talk to teachers of all kinds, all persuasions, 
um, what's really emerging, <clears throat> excuse me, is the idea that um, in order for a child to be have success in society, have success in the world, they have to learn their place. That first they need to understand all the barriers they need to understand and um, internalize their, their challenges. Um, we have to focus on the social aspect of a child before we can ever address the academic one. And that's backwards, right? Um, you can't, if without knowledge, without being exposed to ideas, without having an understanding of general knowledge, um, and I don't mean knowledge that tells you you're a victim and not knowledge that tells you that if you're a person of color, that you have all these barriers. And I don't mean that kind of knowledge. I mean, knowledge about life, knowledge about how the world works, you know, basic economics, basic, um, I mean, there's just so much, <laughs> there's just, there's so much out there. So exposing a child to great ideas that are universal themes in the human experience, love, hate, um, compassion, hard work, character themes that we find in great biographies and in great fiction um, in, in every culture. It's not just white culture, it's in every culture. And I'm all for giving kids exposure to all cultures and, and all of these universal themes, the archetypes and so forth. If we don't give children this, these basic um, ideas about human nature and how human nature works and how their choices and decisions affect their future, um, and all you do is focus upon racial barriers and economic barriers, if you, if you teach them that first and you speak to that first, a child never does gain that fundamental foundation for seeing the world as a place uh, where they can succeed. And And our education system needs to be based upon giving a child lots of knowledge. So then they see where they fit in the world and what they want to go out into the world and change. So I was talking to my friend about, about this and continue to think about it. And, and I wanted to share this concept of the tipping point. So the tipping point is that moment when a child realizes that they are autonomous. They have the, they have the, the, they have the presence of mind to understand that they really are in charge of their own life. And 
And this is very individual for each child. Every child has a moment when they realize this is not something I want to learn. This is not something I want to do. And from that moment on, when they realize they are in, in charge, they can comply. And you may never know that that tipping point has been reached. And they will go along with whatever you say because maybe they're passive aggressive and they don't want to confront you with it or they really do want to please you. And so they go along with it or they're afraid. They don't know which other thing to do. But every child has a moment when they realize they are an independent person that can choose to learn this or not or choose to and they choose to do it or they choose not to do it. You have a whole bunch of other kids who get in your face and say, I hate this. I don't want to do this. They, they are, you know, impossible in class and they're having all kinds of, they have all kinds of other issues, but you know, they've reached the tipping point and the tipping point just says, um, what's important about the tipping point is that you generally lose a child's real momentum with learning when they make the decision that they don't want to learn something. So <clears throat> I had kids who understood this from like a very young age. And I have kids that didn't realize it, you know, that they were really autonomous and they could go and do whatever they wanted to. Uh, later, they were kind of, you know, and we see, we see this all around us, you know, kids that are always looking to their, their adults to, to direct them and to tell them what to do. And then the other ones that have, you know, it just, it clicks early on and they, you know, they go off and they pursue the things that they want to pursue. What the interest-based model does is it, it just kind of eliminates all of the friction that happens at whatever point a child reaches their tipping point because you bring your children up with the idea that they have the autonomy from the beginning and that they really have the responsibility of getting a first-class education. And it's, it's one of the reasons why when the question comes to me, um, what am I going to do with my kids 24 seven? You know, how am I going to prepare them for college? You know, I'm not smart enough. I can't, uh, I can't do this that I tell people, it's not up to you. You need to remove yourself as the authority and start just being a mentor to your child and teaching them how to learn and teaching them that they can explore until they find their thing. And that is time well spent because most of us, um, you know, what is happening in our society now, I know, right? People are going into, they have to choose something in college or, you know, an, an emphasis and they go into something and they get out into the world and they, they don't like it. They don't want to do it. Okay. This has happened to a couple of my kids, even though, even though I brought them up with that, they, they pursued something that they, that outside pressures told them they should pursue. And it wasn't until they really got in touch with what they wanted and they stopped listening to everybody else that they... Yeah.
So the important thing about the tipping point is that um, One of the best books you'll ever read is um, called The Talent Code and by Malcolm Gladwell. And in there, he begins the book by uh, explaining or, or describing uh, a recording that social scientists and educators and lots of people study um, about a little girl learning to play something on the violin, I think it is. And um, she's very intense in her concentration and she, she does it over and over and over until she gets it. And the reason why they study this is because they found out that, you know, being totally present and being totally immersed in some task or learning something is really what facilitates learning. It's not rote memorization. With rote memorization, you forget it. But when meaning, meaning happens, when it becomes meaningful to you, that you learn that because you want to master it um, for your own, you know, satisfy something within you to do that. That's when you, that's when the trajectory of your life changes, it changes your life to really intensely in an immersion situation and in immersive way, um, learn something and learn it deeply and learn it broadly. And this is what interest-based uh, learning does for children. The opposite happens when a child sits in a classroom or, you know, even if there's a lively discussion going on, even if there's, you know, hands-on activities going on, even if there's a lot of engagement, um, it's never going to be as effective and as life-changing and as long-term as a child that truly immerses themselves in something that they are discovering, that they are exploring, something that has a deep meaning for them. And that's what we're, what we're looking for. When a child reaches that, dip, that tipping point and they decide on a daily basis, really in an hour to hour basis, if what they're doing has meaning to them and if they want to immerse themselves in that, um, that's when, that's when learning changes and learning stops taking place. And that's why you have little kids in kindergarten, first grade, maybe up through second grade that are very interested in all the things they're being exposed to. But by the time you get to be about third, fourth and on, um, you have a much harder time keeping kids engaged because they're not doing anything that has any meaning to them. And once in a while, sure, you know, something catches their attention and they pay attention for a little bit, but that is education that does not, does not really serve a child. So I just wanted to talk about the tipping point for a minute, the importance of allowing children to have an education. That's how you get a first, first, uh, first class education is by really changing your paradigm as a parent and as a teacher and respecting that each child has their own unique um, mission in life, their own unique uh, desires and interests, and giving them the blessing and the opportunity to explore that um, is what really brings meaning into every life. So 
paradigm shift coming. I'm going to preach this to the end of my days. And I hope somebody out there ever listens to it. Have a great day.